0: how two college dropouts are disrupting an entire industry. They claim that the future of making a career on social media is not gonna be endorsement deals. It's entrepreneurship and having your own brand. They're saying this is what the big companies don't want influencers to know. The company is called
1: Ecom and Chill. Yo, you are listening to the Ecom and Chill podcast, the only show on the planet to help you transition from influencer to entrepreneur by launching your own e commerce brand. So you have complete ownership of the products you promote online. Hosted by myself, Callum Roach, and Jordan O'Connor. Yo, what's going on, guys? We're back. Um, Apologies, it's been a while since our last podcast actually the the one with Jay Lamina that we uploaded last week that was from uh back in December but yeah we're back in the studio now uh, we've got another special guest we hope to get a guest on a week who can share their story from you know influencer to entrepreneur and how they went and built a successful business and i think that's the best way for you guys to learn is by you know learning from the successes and failures of people who've already done it I'm super excited to jump into it with today's guests, um, but Jordy, have you got anything to say with regards to, you know, what was going on the last while and or just, you know, to touch base with everybody?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while and I've guess we've just been busy getting things um going for Q1 and releasing our new offer and kind of getting the business in order and, you know, keeping our clients happy. But um, yeah, Callum, work away and let the people know who we have on the podcast today.
1: Okay, okay. So guys, bear with me. You know, I am getting used to the whole uh, introducing the guests. So I'm going to do this as best as possible. So, but I actually am super excited. And just so everyone knows, this is my first time speaking to um, this guest. Um, Without further ado, uh, the guest we have on today is Mona Sharma. She is a holistic nutritionist a wellness advocate who has worked with you know a-list celebs such as will smith she's the owner of her her own brand which you know to me when i first seen i was like geez this brand is definitely worth like you know it's got to be worth like it looks like a hundred million dollar brand in my opinion um called Hikama, um which we're gonna learn more about in a moment and her approach to i'm guessing life and 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 what she's about is food as medicine movement as therapy and mindfulness as the journey to optimize your health so mona it's so good to have you on i know you're eight hours behind you're in la and i appreciate you hopping on uh how are you doing i'm excited
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I love connecting with new people and community, and uh, yeah, to share this crazy journey. Thank you for those compliments about my brand. We're we're not there yet. Yeah, we're sweet. On
1: our way. sweet. Um, <laughs> and you're over in LA. You we spoke before uh, we started recording. You're originally from Toronto, right? Originally from Toronto.
0: Yeah, so I'm Canadian, you'll probably hear it come out when I'm speaking right there, out. <laughs> Actually, out, I was, about. Uh, we,
1: I'm oh, sorry, Jordi, just, you... uh, th- just speaking of Canada, we were in the Dominican Republic recently, and we met so many Canadians, and you can pick up, I used to think that accents Canadians. with the US, yeah. I never knew the difference until I met so many Canadians, um, they have so many different, like, twangs in their accents, it's, uh, and, and unique, unique words you say.
0: Totally, instant Canadian giveaway. Man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, 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 guess to,
2: <laughs> I guess to let people know about the brand like me and callum have obviously we've looked into it, and we are so excited when you know you reached back you got back in touch with us in regards to the podcast, but just from like a very high level, you know obviously. It, this is such a different brand than most people start right most influencers that we speak to or you know creators they're they want to do merch they want to do jewelry or something that you know really they can just try and sell and you know make make a quick book right but for you you went at it completely different and for me it's just kind of like why would someone do that or you know what was your thinking behind it? So, I guess it's from a high level, what was your reasoning behind going with this wellness brand um, rather than, than something else?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I'm a holistic nutritionist, uh, but my life 10 years ago looked really different. So, I come from the corporate beauty world. Uh, I was able to travel the world, do makeup for celebrities, and work on fashion shows and like this high profile lifestyle. So, um, it sounded beautiful on paper, but at the end of the day, it was a corporate job. I completely burnt out. I ended up having two heart surgeries for debilitating heart palpitations that I was having. Uh I was overweight. I was on beta blockers. And in my second heart surgery, the doctor said, Well, if we go through with this, you could possibly wear a pacemaker Jeez. for the rest of your life. And I just thought, what the hell? Like I'm a healthy person. I'm not gonna wear a pacemaker for the rest of my life. Now, The irony of all of this is that I grew up living my summers on an ashram. So an ashram is a spiritual center where you go, you practice yoga, you meditate a lot, the focus is on food as medicine, Uh, you're in community, you're outdoors, you're living in nature. So the irony growing up with this, I would see my mom suffering from autoimmune disease, so just debilitating arthritis. I would see her trying everything with food to try to limit or minimize her pain or the impact of her disease. Um, my father is Indian, so he just had the insight to take us there. But I guess in my 20s, I had to like throw it out the window. I went and I partied. I got the corporate job. I had to make money and kind of just like live that high lifestyle to prove to myself something. But in that moment, I knew that I needed a change. I knew that I needed to go back to my roots. At the ashram where i could heal my body where i could like start to feel really good every day where i could learn how to lower my chronic anxiety and stuff like that so this idea of food as medicine it wasn't just after my surgery it's really been within me since i was a little kid um and then when i started working as a nutritionist i um i use jicama so jicama is a root vegetable i don't know if you guys have ever seen it you see it everywhere in california um, and in Toronto, but it's a root vegetable. It's not that pretty. It grows in the ground. It's kind of like a cross between a potato and an apple, but it's super, super high in prebiotic fiber. So that feeds the good bacteria in your gut. And um, it's really high in vitamin C, but it was the perfect swap for my clients for things like crackers and chips and cookies and stuff like that. So. Four years ago, we ended up eating it as we do. And then my husband had the idea of like, hey, this would taste really good as a juice. So we went back to our kitchen, threw it through a juicer, tasted really good. It's kind of like watermelon juice, but a little bit more earthy. We went online. Nobody was doing anything with jicama, really. But there's so many stories of like, you know, especially in the Latin American community, my mom used to use this for our sore bellies, or my grandmother used to use it on her skin because of the high vitamin C. So honestly, you guys, we just started having fun. We went deep into R&D. And like, we started off with wellness shots. We thought we were going to go to market with those, but to make anything cold press cost a shitload of money. Um, and then we ended up partnering with some great business partners that got us to three amazing flavors. So um what jicama is, it's three sparkling water beverages that are based on Hickama, the root vegetable for prebiotic fiber to feed the good that, bacteria in your gut. That
1: honestly is insane. That was like honestly not like to her, like such a a reason why you started that brand. Not only is it like the foundation built off such strong um desire to actually like have an impact and solve a real problem, such a, like problems such as health. Um, And I was only reading the other day in terms of uh, the importance of gut health. And I was looking at uh statistics for heart disease and Jordan, you wouldn't believe in Ireland, 80% of heart disease is like preventable. I didn't notice until the other day. And like, just cause you mentioned about pacemakers, um, my grandmother has a pacemaker and she's like 70 like so a doctor suggests wow. a doctor suggesting to yeah. you like i'm like wow like at your age like that's
2: that's crazy um and i'm just yeah,
0: I, yeah. it's always crazy
2: there's so many things that you that you said there mona that i i want to go deeper on but and i didn't want to i didn't want to interrupt and um, yeah wait we lost video one second
1: no no i, I have video do you promote yeah, yeah i still have video
2: okay um so yeah mona there was just so many things that i wanted to go deeper on there and i didn't want to interrupt um a lot of things that that really resonates with me and i know will resonate with callum even stuff that you mentioned like the r&d and how to me like i feel like that's the most exciting part of the process is like you just get so excited you do the research and you go deeper and then also you know you mentioned then that you partnered with someone that's already done this, right? So you didn't go and try and figure it all out youse- yourself. You went to somebody who already has the connections or the manufacturing and stuff like that. So I guess that's probably the next thing I'm gonna go into is, you know, why did you decide to partner with another company rather than doing it all yourself?
0: It was purely through introduction. So we have a dear friend who said um, that they knew of these guys sidell group so these mixologists these like world famous gq rated mixologists who use botanicals and fruits and vegetables to make their drinks and so we gave them a call and uh we said hey we've got this crazy idea we're juicing jicama it tastes really good but you know what do you guys think and then the guy on the other end said oh my gosh we've got jicama in our
2: no in our blender
0: right now so Yeah. So we just thought, okay, this is cool. I have no idea where this is going to lead to. So we flew to Miami, um, bought a ton (laughs) of jicama. We showed up there, we were juicing jicama. And then because they're mixologists, they knew how to put together flavor profiles. So we thought, great, let's put together three really kind of distinct flavor profiles that are going to taste amazing. And, um, here's the craziest thing you guys, and this is why you just have to keep trusting. We weren't, ready to launch at all. But three weeks later, they called us and they said, Hey, uh, we're going to be at Coachella music festival that happens in Southern California. Uh, and they said, you know, do you guys want to come and join us as an official beverage? We're like shaking (laughs) our heads. No, but like, sure, of course, let's just, let's make this happen. And so my husband, who's also, you know, my partner in this business, he went and he slept on a co-packer floor to make sure that the bottling and the flavoring and everything was done properly. We showed up at Coachella and there they were mixing us with tequila. So we had a flavor of a cucumber ginger flavor. They were mixing with tequila, selling it as an $18 cocktail. Uh, the festival only ordered enough for one weekend, but we sold out completely in Jesus. 18 hours. And they ended up ordering more product. And we ended up being the number one selling beverage at Coachella after no way. beer and water in
2: what? 2019.
0: Yeah. So that right there, that was like, okay, we have no idea what we're doing. We've got this great win under our sails. We know that people really love it as much as we love the taste of it. So let's keep this going. And that's when we transitioned into, um, we went from a bottle to a can. Uh, that- And yeah. We were slated to be at Coachella twenty twenty where we were supposed to launch. But then this little thing (laughs) called COVID
1: came in. You know what? It's it's amazing though, the whole (laughs) I love your approach um of you know, when they said, Do you wanna come and you're like so unprepared, how am I gonna, you know, provide all this at Coachella? I don't even have it figured out yet, where it's like, Okay, say yes
2: and then like I have to figure it out. Or even, even, Callum, like, like I've mentioned.
0: Absolutely. That's
2: pretty much been we the motto. Talk about in the podcast, you know, the whole journey of entrepreneurship or just your journey in life is like, you're running up the stairs, right? And you're constantly, sometimes you're walking, sometimes you're running up the stairs, but every now and again, the elevator will open, you'll make a run for it. And sometimes you'll make it and it will shoot you up a couple of floors. And then sometimes you'll yeah. miss it. Right. And you just got to keep climbing. And I feel like, you know, that call was obviously just the elevator opening for you guys and you made a run for it, which is just, just amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that because there's a ton of setbacks, right? No matter what industry that you're in as an entrepreneur, you have to prepare for setbacks and they can either destroy you or they can empower you. And I'm not gonna lie, once COVID happens, like we were slated to go directly to hospitality. So into hotels and bars and restaurants and cruise lines but all of hospitality shut down completely. So our sales plan and this like $2 million raise that we were on just like crushed completely. So we had to pivot and we ended up, yeah. We had to pivot. We just had to stop everything, uh, reassess, decide that we weren't gonna give up, but uh, the opportunity to do a brand accelerator group showed up for us. So we ended up joining an amazing company called Expert Dojo. Um, who I believe is originally from Brian. The founders originally from Scotland. Um, yeah, and that was probably the greatest learning curve that I've ever gone through. So they put us in front of tons of investors. They uh, showed us how to tell a story. They showed us how to get our bookkeeping in order. They showed us how to put together like a really powerful and effective pitch, like all of these building blocks that we kind of just put to the wayside because we were on this rise. But instead, I would say the past two years is kind of like this crazy blessing in disguise because we had to get all of our ducks in order. And, you know, everything happens for a reason.
1: um, Before you launched, your only experience, say, with entrepreneurship and what you dealt with, were you exposed to that in the corporate world or was this new to you and you were just rolling with the punches?
0: Yeah, so after corporate, I started my own business in health and wellness, but it was very different because I started working one-on-one with people. Um, so doing a lot of education with health and wellness and nutrition, a lot of uh, personal coaching and life coaching and stuff like that. But in terms of growing a brand, yeah, you know, and it's um,
2: ma- living it is, make, is the Making that right? shift
1: because a lot of people who are, you know, they could be doing side hustles right now. They wanna make that leap what like what did you have worry in your stomach like should i do this should i not do it is it the right move what if it goes wrong how did you deal with that
0: great question i think that um if you're starting a business if it's a side hustle or if you're turning it into a full-time thing you just have to ask yourself like in the depth of your heart or in your gut do you know that you have something that is great do you love it enough to push for it because when the going gets tough and when you hit the peaks and then the valleys you have to know that your product is like no there's something to this i've got to get this out into the world so i would say that it's your belief system if you can have an unshakable belief system then yeah I you love
1: can love keep going. Nice. I, i've got i had goosebumps listening to that i'm not gonna lie I actually i swear to god
2: and <laughs> also mona uh, <laughs> like i just love. Your journey and how you partner with other people and you're willing to, to work with other people as well. And, and never give up even with obviously COVID getting in the way and it, it hurt a lot of people. But just in regards to, cause I want to know for myself. So you mentioned that you were in the corporate world and you work with, um, you know, some, some big people, but just in regards to your personal brand, you know, y- your Instagram and your following like, how did that come about? Was that before you launched your brand or how did you kind of get into the whole, I don't know if you you want to call yourself an influencer. Some people don't like the word, but how did you actually start to build up um, your personal brand?
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's taken time. My desire was never to be an influencer. Uh, I'm a hardcore introvert, some people don't believe that, but you know, for me to be in the spotlight, I ever chase it. But I I honestly think that if you're really pursuing something that has to do with your mission. So like a long time ago, I just made the decision that I wasn't going to go after this career, um, or moneymaker that was making me sick. That wasn't my purpose. And I just decided that I wanted to help people. I just went straight and focused on helping people. And, um, You know that idea of an overnight success, a ten-year overnight success. Yes, yes. Heard about that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was me. I think think that's. Yeah, so I was like, oh my god, moved to LA, uh,
1: including myself and Jordan. Like, you know, where I think we're we've realized that that you know at first when you first start out, even when I was younger, you know, you see all this stuff online and oh, you 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 know you go through the hardship of falling for all the get-rich-quick schemes at first, and then you realize that that's not true and. You know, I I realized then that you must be doing it for and you you touched on this as well. You must be doing it for something greater than yourself, because, you know, I find a lot of times people are willing to give up on themselves. But if you've got a good product and you're doing it for a strong enough reason or a big enough cause, you know, you will you will uh, persevere.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I always say trust your intuition. We get so detached from that. We get caught up in. Well, you know, how is it going to look to other people? What if I fail? What are they going to think of me? But ultimately, what you're afraid of is your own personal judgment yes. against yourself, right? So, if you can stop judging yourself and just trust that and, you've got something that's and a there, great the, Mona, there's thing so many people
1: it. right now who are listening to this, um, who are influencers and creators, and this is not in a this is just a fact. A lot of influencers and creators online they have such a like some have very strong egos and the thoughts of failure or, you know, having to start from scratch that, mm-hmm. that's why they don't do it. Like the, the reasons that you just listed out, they're the most common things yeah. and the most common roadblocks why most people don't start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to go to my point of this 10 year overnight success, I didn't just move from Toronto to Los Angeles and land these <laughs> amazing clients, right? Julian Huff and Will Smith. It was 10 yeah. years of working and figuring out what makes me feel good and what doesn't and mastering my craft and speaking to more people, a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, you know, the synchronicities happen when you get a call from Will um, Smith. It's like, yeah. Holy, like, what did I do? How did that happen? How did this? that happen? And we instantly want to think like... Yeah, I,
2: I, I... I worth, yeah, worth spending I, uh, a because it's definitely i think a lot of people you know when when you scroll through your, your brand feed and then you see will smith it's like it's a scroll stopper yeah you're like oh wow like will's yeah. involved with this like everyone knows who he is right so i guess we can go deeper on on how, how that happened
1: yeah
0: yeah so um you know through nutrition i started doing some editorial pieces so i think that got my recognition out but honestly with Will, it came through a client, uh, a client who was working with a doctor who ended up being Will Smith's doctor, who I had a conversation with. Uh, and she said, you know what? I think I have a client that might be a good fit for you. And, and you, he's going to call didn't you on know Thursday who this was, at 2 by o'clock. The way. No idea who this person <laughs> is. It? That's crazy. No, not at all. And so Thursday, 2 o'clock, I pick up my phone, I'm like, hello. Uh, and the voice on the other end said, hey, no. Mona, it's Will Smith. Like, you know, his voice too, right? So
1: that is insane.
0: Yeah. And like, come on. You can't make this stuff up, right? Like, I couldn't have willed that to happen. Um, but I think it's, uh, what is that expression? Like when your, um, determination meets your expertise, right? Opportunities arise. So just keep putting yourself in the position of like mastering your craft and just expect the unexpected. And I think that every single entrepreneur needs to remember that you need to expect possibilities that are greater than this little brain of yours yes. can yeah. even imagine, right? Live life that way instead of this might not work. What if I fail? What if that doesn't happen? Like just no one wants to live that way, but we get stuck. So that's that's,
1: that's, uh, that's insane. I think so many people like, you know, uh, need to hear that as well about what you said. Um, it's nearly like um, when the opportunity presents yeah. itself, and you just gotta roll with it. Um, and just to just to keep moving because the the brand Hikima itself um, it's obviously blown up from where where it first started to where it is now. Um, two questions: What was it like when you started making your first sales, and you were like, "Wow, this is actually coming to life the way I pictured it"? And how do you go about managing the day today?
0: Yeah, so uh, our phones have this little ping that goes oh, off whenever we get a jicama sale because we had to pivot, right? We went directly yeah. to consumer. Yeah, we hadn't been, we haven't been in retail. Um, so we would get this little ping. The, pain, Shopify, like, the, oh, shop, the Shopify ping. And then on some days they got a little faster.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the that.
0: Shopify ping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, as we got... Um, I would say not more busy as we got more focused on like just talking about the things about Hicama that we love and getting the product into people's hands. Um, the pings got a little bit faster and then we got the product into hands. Like Dr. Mark Hyman is a fantastic, uh, incredible doctor changing people's lives, but he did a post. And then all of a sudden that day was like, ping, ping, yeah. ping, 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 ping. ping. <laughs> it was just like, wow people are liking the product so um everything has really led to this moment because we uh just found out that we're going to be going into all air one stores so air one's kind of a really cool retailer here trend-setting amazing. retail store that's in california right, but we're going into I'm all
1: stores. That's, that's that's unbelievable congratulations on that thank you that, Mona. That, that's amazing yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah it feels really good but again it's like that pinch me moment like yeah, is this really happening did I really build a brand? that's
2: It's that 10 year success, right? <laughs> like I think Steve Jobs said it, you know, you don't, you can't connect the dots looking forward only when you look back, right? And everything from your past and from what you're doing now and what you've done last year, it's, it's, it's coming together and it's coming together and it's almost like, if you got that deal when you first started, you might, like, you might not have been able to take it on because you don't have the connections or you don't have, let's say, even the cash to buy that much inventory, right? When people are moving into retail, they don't understand that these retailers want to get the cost per unit so, so low and the margins are so thin, right? There's like, it's a completely different game to than getting the yeah. Shopify ping on your phone. It's like going into retail <laughs> yeah. is, is a different beast altogether, but it's it's amazing that you are able to adapt and, and overcome, you know, absolutely everything. And I guess that's like, another thing is obviously a lot of people listening are either starting their brand or they're, they're thinking about starting it. Like for you, what was your biggest less learning curves or lessons, you know, over the last few years with taking my, even like your biggest setbacks other than COVID obviously, but like, what advice would you give to people that are kind of where you were when you first started?
0: Yeah, you know, definitely be willing to talk to anybody and everybody about your dream, but be very selective about the people that you include. So I say this specifically when it comes to investors. If there's an investor that really rubs you the wrong way or becomes too controlling or is trying to change your vision of like, oh, you should do this, right? Like an investor once said, you guys need another flavor. You guys should do this. You guys should do that. I'm like, no, no, no. That's deviating from my vision. Trust your gut. Those aren't your people. Align yourself with like an alliance of people who believe in your vision. And I think that word vision is also something to really connect on. Like Hickamah right now is. Is a sparkling water beverage company, but we have an entire vertical. We've made jicama flour because when you juice a jicama, it makes a lot of pulp. And I've turned that into a baking flour for things like pizza dough and cookies and um, gnocchi and pancakes and stuff like that. So that gets me excited. But we've also made jicama skincare and jicama sugar and jicama milk. So we're so laser focused on our beverages Mm -hmm. right now. But the way that I see it is like, wow, this is going to be a food and beverage company that's going to like be just like coconut, yeah, right? Coconut, coconut remember, yeah. it was just coconut water, but now it's coconut flour, coconut sugar, coconut, coconut oil. candy, coconut everything. So I really feel like I've, coconut oil, yeah, so I think we're positioning ourselves into and being just, just um, as you, a bigger company. I, with as the you touch on that, a,
1: something that we talk about a lot is having a hero product, not coming to market with, you know, like we were speaking to one person one day and Jordy, I think it was like, I don't know how many products they wanted to launch. It was like some insane. And we were like, whoa, like, let's calm down. Let's just like, let's drop like one product with like a collection of like four or five items in the collection. So I guessing when you started, your hero product was the sparkling drink at first, correct? Or was it the alcohol or?
0: Absolutely. No, it's um, it's the sparkling water. And I would say like that focus is really important when you go to investor meetings. They want to know that you're laser focused on one thing, because if you're deviating your attention onto so many products, you're deviating exactly. your attention. And
2: Mona, just another thing um, that we see when you have a hero product, generally what you're going to do, you're going to launch and then you're going to have feedback from customers. And then you might possibly have a version two or even a version three of your product. Mm. Is that something you guys have done? And if so, what are the differences between your version one and version two? Like, what did you change?
0: Yeah, so um, I think that we just really, really lucked out with our branding. So that's the one thing that's kind of been you know, true since the beginning. So that's not really evolving, but obviously we want to optimize our product, uh, considering the cost of goods and stuff like that. So the only shift that we're making is we're lowering the sugar content in our drinks great. because I want to make them more accessible to people who who are focused, you know, who are diabetic or, um, just focusing on lowering inflammation and stuff like that. But that's the only, pivot I, as I, a think, I think
1: that's amazing. I don't, they don't, don't they say about, yeah. um, if you're, uh, if your first launch is perfect, then you're already too late. That's what one I heard recently. So, you know, you just got to get it <laughs> out there. Uh, I actually read a quote the other day, yeah. this guy was talking about releasing a book and he had so many like run on sentences and grammar mistakes but he knew it was gonna be a bestseller and it turned out to be, but the publisher was like, this book is like like terribly written. And he said, look, I didn't say it was gonna be best written, I said bestseller. And I was oh. like, whoa, that, that, that got me, that got me. And it was. <laughs>
0: yeah that's vision right when you know deep down so yeah i'm not afraid um of evolving and i think that consumer feedback is the best feedback right so what if that's an opportunity yeah that that is what
1: that is what we say Jordi, i'm sorry i i know that there's a bit of a delay here so i might be interrupting um but that's that's what we do say a lot which is you know if you can actually find the problem the best brands are built off like a desire to solve a problem or to add value where someone else isn't um and i guess really the more the the size of the opportunity the bigger the problem the more money you'll make and also just-
0: yeah you know it's no secret in the us um obesity is on the rise our food system is a mess despite living in this era of hyper wellness people are getting sicker and people True. are getting fatter right so something is broken So one day when I can go into something like a a chain store like Walmart or something, and I can see our Hikma drinks as an alternative to something like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or any of those other really sugary drinks. But I can also tap into the kind of, you know, LA customer who's super, super healthy. Like, I really want to create a product that's for the people that's going to help and them better their health. Mona,
2: other than, um, so I just want to go deeper in actually the education and, and the wellness, right? So for people listening, and I'm, I want to learn myself, what can people do, you know, other than buy your product, right? What can people do in their everyday lives just to help better their wellness? Like, what small... Small choices can they make, or even like what foods are the healthiest or the, the unhealthiest? Like, what are the choices people can make in their everyday life just to become healthier?
0: Yeah, so depending on where you are on the spectrum of healthy living, um, one of the most basic, basic things is cut kind out of things that are inflammatory. So we know that things like wheat and gluten are today inflammatory to our gut and our digestion. The wheat and the bread that we are currently eating compared to what our ancestors ate is completely different. And we know that it's inflammatory. So I would cut out wheat and gluten and I would also cut out all dairy and just notice after three weeks how it makes you feel. Notice if your energy is a little bit higher, if your thoughts are a little bit more focused, maybe there's a little less mucus production or something that's happening. Um, and then cut out processed food as much as you can, you know, people always say that healthy living is so expensive, but if you go to the grocery store, I promise you the more that you can spend from products that don't have an ingredient list, right? Like things that come from the earth, like whole foods, your cost of your groceries will go down and the benefit of your health. That's that's, uh,
1: very interesting. I've been looking a lot at more kind of, uh, ancestral living, cutting out processed foods. And I've been following a lot of people. Um, and I'm trying my best to, you know, to cut out sh- as much sugar um, as possible and and do my part. There was this one guy I seen. I don't know if he's like, if you've seen this guy or if he's taken it too far or what your thoughts are. But have you ever heard of this guy called Liver King? Hello?
0: No, but I'm guessing this Oh, yeah. Like... Sorry.
1: Sorry. I think there's just a delay in the the audio um yeah this on this guy's on like uh social yeah. media his name is liver king and he eats everything from you know he's basically like living like the caveman it's i think he's taking it a bit far i wouldn't be able to eat the food he eats but he's a big preacher of this like cutting out processed foods and um i wanted to ask you with regards to yeah. red meat this is something that i'm wondering what's your thoughts on this whole thing about if you eat too much red meat is it really bad for you or is this just a common misconception i know this is a random question by the way
0: yeah it is so again it really depends on where you are if you're somebody who um you know eats at mcdonald's once a week or twice a week or every day you're eating soda and chips and pop and you're like oh my gosh now i can eat red meat for breakfast lunch and dinner and have bacon and eggs and i can like put butter on everything your body's probably not going to be in a position to be able to reap the benefits from those foods, right? So I would say like, you know, incorporate some things that are going to help to reduce the inflammation to your body first. So something like a, a simple detox. And the biggest thing about this whole meat versus vegan it depends on your constitution. Look, the science is there. So if this liver king guy is really studying the science of primal living, the nutrients that come from eating a high animal protein diet, that could be good for him. But your diet, your perfect diet should be as unique as your thumbprint, right? What did your ancestors eat? Go back to what they ate. You know, on one side, my dad is completely vegetarian. He comes from India. But on the other side, my mom is, you know, she comes from Vikings in Denmark, right? Where that's just a lot of meat. So go based on so, what feels good for so you. That is so interesting. If you go on a diet and you're like, but this guy says, <laughs> if somebody says that this diet is like the best thing on the world, allow it to feel like the best thing for you, then you know. Wow. You right. is, I've,
2: I've, wow. I've honestly, that's the Yeah. I've never heard someone come out with, with that approach <laughs> about you know completely unique to you and like your thumbprint that, that that's amazing yeah
1: because you see yeah you, the the, uh, you see the Netflix things like you know is it get the game changers documentary and people on the the vegan side are saying don't eat me and then you've got you know I listened to Joe Rogan for example and Joe is talking about the uh the carnivore diet and I'm like what like I'm like what do I even what do I do you know and it's just uh, it's it's really as unique as your yeah. thumbprint that's the best one I've heard and Mona just
0: Totally, and I would say, like maybe you want to be vegan for a week, and a vegan, being vegan that week feels really, really good. But the next week you're tired and depleted, so you go back to eating animal protein. Like it doesn't have to be a one size fits all forever. I think right? I, I
2: think that's that's so true. And people get so caught up with, like Callum said, you know, the, all these documentaries and all these studies that that people believe, and then they they just go with that. But I think like what you said makes makes so much sense. And just going back to the brand i'm just curious because obviously we're over in europe we're we're in ireland um is is hickama currently just us obviously you're from canada as well so maybe us and canada or are you international and you sell in europe as well
0: Yeah. So because hickam is a unique ingredient, we don't really have to do a lot of education in Southern California. So our strategy for the brand is to really dominate Southern California, really prove to our investors and retailers that we've got a solid system for success, a product that tastes great, a product that our consumers love. And then of course, we're going to branch out. So through e-commerce site, we'll probably expand get into Canada. Eventually the goal is absolutely Europe, but the goal is also places like (laughs) India, that's I mean... that's exactly like um
1: <laughs> I don't know if you this uh, different brand but have you ever heard of the the Nelk boys? You ever heard of the Nelk boys? So basically they no. they launched a hard seltzer brand called Happy Dad and they done the exact same thing you said they've had massive mm. success they launched in California and maybe a handful of states you know maybe three or four states over time the the guys are actually from can uh, Mississauga is a Mississauga um L- mm, they're yeah, from canada they're bringing it to canada <laughs> next and then they're working from there but they they took the same strategy that you're taking and th- like they're crushing it right now um so you know obviously great minds think alike Amazing. you're doing the exact same thing
0: very cool good for them yeah that's yeah, smart uh,
1: jordy are you are you still there your camera is gone yeah I'm not no sure I'm, if Jordan... I'm there i just don't want to keep
2: i don't want to keep uh, it in- yeah 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 well
1: I, I have uh, just I, I know we're probably taking up some of your time uh, Mona just coming towards the end I just want to know what has um, Hikama and this move away from from the corporate life what has this done for your life now you said that you know you were burnt out your health wasn't great what has this allowed you to do now like having your own brand being the CEO and having control over your life.
0: just more freedom, you know, to wake up every day, knowing that you're fulfilling something that you want to do and your mission versus somebody else. And don't get me wrong. I work with a lot of clients who work for big corporations and they love it. They thrive. They thrive in that situation and that scenario. Um, So see where you are. If you just feel like there's unsatisfaction with your corporate lifestyle, then you decide, do you need a side gig? Or maybe is it time to follow your dreams? listen to that intuitive voice that's been saying like hey do this instead just like lean into whatever is calling you to do because i promise you there's just this sense of like freedom ultimately that you wake up with every day and of course the time because you're not committed to a nine to nine right. uh you know there's time to pursue your own dreams what? your own creativity or time with your family or loved ones
2: and or your on... uh
1: sorry I want you go ahead that, jordan also
2: as well you know with your like I've never heard anyone say nine to nine and that, that's what it is. If you're involved in a corporate and you're really pushing to move up that ladder, that's that's what the commitment is. But also one thing that we talk about a lot is that you actually, you're building an asset that you can de- then sell one day, right? You're not just working for a company and, and that's it, maybe you get a pension, but you know, you're know you building something and every day it's, it's becoming worth more money. And then maybe one day you can go on and, and sell it to a big corporation or you can, exit and you you can retire so like you have that control which is also you know a a massive exciting part of building the brand as well
0: Totally. Yeah. Like the idea of exiting is amazing, but I think that even the intent behind that is to then do something else. You know, I have a really big vision of just feeding as many people as possible, nourishing healthy food and supporting children and maybe helping our food system and our farmers and stuff like that. So yeah, like in a perfect world, we'll touch wood. I hope that this is just bleeding into. It it, it definitely is. It
1: definitely is. And, you know, I really just want to say before we wrap up, um, I, th- I think like this has probably been the most interesting podcast we've had. Um, I think the brand is amazing and I want to give you Mona the chance to share with our listeners. Hopefully in California, um, and Canada is where it'll be next. How can people get their hands on Hickaman? Can you just like make sure? Cause there's probably a lot of listeners who want to know how they can get their hands on it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So right now, if you just go to our website, so it's lifecom it's spelled with an X. That's a traditional way of spelling it. So X-I-C-A-M-A life. Uh, we can actually ship anywhere, but it's just the cost of shipping that we've got to take care of right now. Um, hopefully that will ease up as we branch out. So you can go there. Uh, if you come to California, go to any Air One store, you'll be able to yes, find us congrats. there. Um, but you know, I really love connecting with communities. So if and when you try, reach out to me on instagram so that community is a really big part and, and of just all of this
1: your, your, your instagram and handle as well you. by the way um if you want to drop that so everyone can go give mona a follow
0: thank you yeah so you can either go to jicama or you can go to my page which is mona sharma and yeah definitely drop me a line or yeah know. so
1: guys you know where you can get your hands on it um if i'm in california this year i definitely want to get my hands on it too if if it's shipped to ireland right now uh Awesome. We would probably be ordering it. So when it does, when it does come to Europe, all us Europeans, you're gonna have to, to, to grab it. And I guess if anyone listening, you know, is is feeling inspired from Mona's story, and you're in that position where you want more time, more freedom, um, and you want to move away, whether it's sponsorship deals, whether it's relying on other platforms for for payouts, you know, whether. It's YouTube, um you know there's there's so many different platforms that you're heavily reliant on, and you just want more control and and maybe, as Mona said, maybe it's coming from a point of view, you just want to take a chance on yourself and follow what you're passionate about. We've just launched a new program called the Attention into Dollars program, which is basically it's an all inclusive program where it's a done for you service where you work with myself, Jordan, and our team, and we help you bring bring your brand to life, everything from Product design to fulfillment, managing the store, everything. So you don't have to lift a finger and go through probably what Mona spent, you know, thousands on. Um, she had to learn all the mistakes for herself. You know, we want to, we want to make life easier for you. And we want to, that's why we bring guests like Mona on to show what is possible. Um, and you can, you can check out. We've got a free training now at attention into dollars.com. Um, I'd advise everyone to go check it out. Go give Mona a follow. Um, if you're in California, go to hickama.com. Is that correct, Mona? In California, go to Hicamalife.com. Hicamalife.com. You got it. Sorry, I'm I'm new to the, I'm I'm still getting used to the whole podcasting thing. Hickama.life.com, um, and <laughs> okay. yeah, honestly, this was an amazing podcast. I'm so happy, Jordy. Um, what we how 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 do you feel?
2: Yeah, that's that's everything, Callum. I'm trying to sit back just because I don't. There's a slight delay, and I don't want to interrupt. But it's been a it's been an amazing episode, and I think. You know for people listening if it's starting their own brand or even just wellness and uh, you know health in general it's it's been educational and we'll push to get more guests like mona on as soon as possible
1: perfect well i guess uh we're, awesome we're, thank we're, you we're, so um, much you guys jordi we'll finish this up uh, mona if you just want to hang on for a moment and guys um hopefully we'll have our next guest on next yeah. week We've got a few lined up and we've just been so busy with client management as per usual. I know it's not an excuse, um, but we'll we'll pull through and we'll keep moving. So until next time guys, take it easy.